So <clears throat> a few months ago, we took a picture of our boys in front of the fireplace, and it was a shocking photo to me. This is it. Oh, man, our three boys, look at that. But do you notice this? Like these three levels, these three tiers of where they are. And I see these kids all the time, but when I looked at that picture, like something happened to me. Like I was going, oh, my gosh. Like Jackson used to be where Weston was, like yesterday. That's what it feels like to me. And as I noticed that, I was like, man, look how they have grown. And then what I've really been noticing lately is how much Jackson has really grown. Not like just grown in size, but he's back there. I'm bragging on him a little bit. But who he is as a person. Jackson's 13 now. And he's becoming this incredible young man. And I'm just noticing that in all kinds of ways. And uh, one of the ways recently that showed up, uh, you guys know that we had COVID run through our family. And being sick stinks (laughs) in a big way. But it really kind of upset some things uh, for Jackson. So he had his uh, 13th birthday. He was going to have friends come over, stay the night at the house. It was going to be a blast. He was so looking forward to it. They had all their snacks picked out. Everything was lined out. Dad got COVID. And he knew. He came to me and he said, Dad, this means we're going to have to cancel my birthday, doesn't it? I said, yep, bud, sure does. And he handled it pretty well. He's compassionate, like, Dad, how you feeling? Like he was doing that. And we rescheduled it, and, hey, when I'm out of quarantine, we'll be able to do this and that. And then more and more of us got COVID in the family, and we had to cancel his birthday again. And what it resulted in, two canceled birthdays. He didn't get to go to church camp. It was the thing he was looking forward to more than anything this whole year was church camp. He didn't get to go, and we talked about it. We shed a few tears. Uh, We owned it. It's okay to be frustrated about it because it's a frustrating thing, right? You guys were all frustrated for him. I think Brian shared that maybe on a weekend. But what I noticed is so much about it is just how he handled that whole situation. And I just thought, man, I love the way my son's growing. I love who he's becoming. He's becoming a great young man. Now, when he was four, Weston's age, he may not have responded that way. <laughs> And I will promise you Weston would not respond that way if his birthday got canceled. Because Weston's four and he responds like a four-year-old. And Jackson's 13 and I'm so glad that he's responding like a 13-year-old. And what's cool is Jesus also grew. He was fully human. And he knew what it was like to go through this process. So today we're continuing on this series called Flesh and Blood. And we're focusing on the side of Jesus that many of us overlook at times, his humanity. And I think most American Christians today are focused on the divinity side, and we almost completely disregard the humanity side of Jesus. Brian shared this quote, I think, in week one, but I want to bring it back because I love it. So this is a New Testament scholar, Craig Evans, and he says, it's almost as though a lot of Christians think of Jesus as wearing a human mask, some sorts like he's faking it, pretending to be human. He pretends to perspire. His stomach only appears to gurgle because, of course, he's not really hungry. In fact, he doesn't need to eat. So Jesus is the bionic son who isn't really human. And the problem is when we see Jesus as superhuman, it's really hard to relate to him. Because if he's the example to follow, it's pretty tough to follow the superhuman instead of the human who gave us a great example to follow. 
And if he didn't experience our limitations, we wouldn't be able to relate to him to know that he knows what we're going through. Okay? And that's why this is good news today. Here it is. In his divinity, Jesus reveals what God is like. But in his humanity, he reveals what humans can be like. And we flourish as humans when we continually choose to follow Jesus as a fully growing human. Now, I know that all of us in here know Jesus was born as a baby and grew up to be 33 years old and died on the cross, right? I know we know that. But have you ever really thought about, like, the process of Jesus growing up? Jesus lived approximately 33 years, which means this. That's about 12,000 days. A lot of days. And since he was human, he probably slept for 4,000 of those days. So how did he spend the other 8,000 days? What did he do? Because if we count up every story that's recorded about Jesus' life in the first four books of the New Testament... It only accounts for about 100 days of the 8,000 days. And those were like in the, really the last three years of his life. So like the first 30 years, we really don't know a whole lot about Jesus. Like what did he do? And I love what author Trent Shepard says. He says, what was Jesus doing for most of his life? I love what he proposes. Jesus was doing what each and every one of us does. He was working and resting and learning and growing and eating, and thinking, and laughing, and mourning, and day by day, discerning his vocation. And Jesus was doing all of this with his friends and family in an enjoyable and challenging context of the community he called home. Isn't that a great image? Like, what was he doing for those 30 years? He was eating, drinking, and growing, and living, and learning. And really, all we have to go by up until Jesus' baptism, is kind of like this little scripture that I read off the top. So let me recap it. Jesus is 12 years old. They have this great tradition with deep meaning, and they, the parents go to Jerusalem for the Passover, and they lose their son, and they realize it later, and they're, oh my gosh, they go back, and they go to Jesus, and they're like, where were you? We were really concerned. My goodness. You know, because when we lose our kids, it's our kids' fault, right? <laughs> where were you? This adult who lost you. And Jesus says, didn't you know it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? I'm not sure if that like brought their blood pressure down or if it like spiked. So when I get answers like that, sometimes mine spikes higher. And eventually the family returns to Nazareth. And the story ends with this fascinating verse. Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. In his divinity... Jesus reveals what God is like, but in his humanity, he reveals what humans can be like. And we flourish as humans when we continually to choose to follow Jesus as a fully growing human. Jesus matured. He grew. He said he grew in wisdom. Do you know Jesus wasn't born a scholar? (laughs) He didn't like, he wasn't born knowing calculus and all kinds of trigonometry and crazy stuff. He had to learn how to be a carpenter and help his dad, a trade. He had to read and interpret scripture to become a rabbi. That wisdom doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen to us. I mean, I wish it did. I wish I was like born like, man, I got everything I need to know right now. I don't need to grow in wisdom, but we need to grow in wisdom. It takes effort and it takes cooperation. And do you know one of the greatest barriers to growing in wisdom is? To learning 
knowing. Man, we seem like we know it all, don't we? And here's the problem. When we're satisfied with what we already know, we don't question our assumptions. We don't open ourselves up to diverse viewpoints that others might have. We don't explore new ideas. But if we're going to follow Jesus, it says Jesus grew in wisdom. The brilliance that we see out of Jesus, the hundred days that we see in the four books of the New Testament, which, by the way, were so countercultural. The way he lived pushed back against so much of the, the thinking in that day, political views and religious views and social context. So the brilliance that we see out of Jesus in those hundred days, I'll guarantee you, didn't happen like now at 30, I get all this stuff. It was forged with his commitment to grow and wisdom and learning. And it says he also grew in years. He grew up in stature. I'm sure that Jesus skinned his knee playing hide and go seek with his friends. He went through puberty. That's kind of weird. Jesus talked like this sometimes. <laughs> Voice cracked. He grew hair under his arms. He was a smelly middle schooler. That happened. And he got tired after a long day, and he probably asked, what's for dinner? About every 30 minutes before dinner. So he matured. He grew. He went through this process. He knew what it looked like to be a child. He knew what it was like to be a teenager. He knew what it was like to be a young adult and to walk through these areas of life and to deal with the things that we deal, the growing pains of life. And it said he also matured in favor with God. Isn't that an interesting idea? He matured in favor with God and with other people in relationships. Like he was a real relational person. I think a lot of times we see Jesus as like he's in the manger and he's looking up to heaven at God the Father and he sneaks him a couple double thumbs up like our plan's working. Step one, complete. He was a baby. He grew. He had to learn and and he had to learn how to build relationship with his father and with other people. He was human. He knew what it was like to cultivate those things and the struggles. Relationships are easy, right? No, they're hard. They're messy. And he came on the scene as a baby and had to go through all of it just like we did. And if we're going to be followers of him, we have to choose to cultivate relationships with God and other people. I love what Margaret Becker, an author and singer-songwriter, this is what she says about the relationships in her life. She said she realized that her life was like one of those merry-go-rounds, like these. You ever seen this? You ever got thrown off of one of those? <laughs> if you were born somewhere in the 70s or 80s, it's a miracle that we're alive with merry-go-rounds. So we see kids using them correctly today. We didn't use them that way. It's like, if we put a little wheel right here, we can get that thing going fast. <clears throat> But what she said is she says, I had this mental image where we saw, she saw herself spinning on the merry-go-round and realized the outside world was a blur to her. She said she knew uh, some of the blurry figures as they kept spinning by, and she knew that they were people that she cared about. And they were standing there looking at her spinning, hoping that at some point she would get off the ride. She said, but as she continued to go round and round, some of those figures started disappearing and people were walking away. And Margaret said, I realized that if I wanted these people to still be there in my life when I got off the ride, I had to stop spinning, 
to spend time with them now. And to cultivate relationships, man, in our culture, it's like we're spinning round and round and round and round and not slowing down to cultivate the relationship with our Father and to cultivate relationships with those that you love. So I just want to pause for one second and ask this question to all of us. Who needs you to stop spinning? Who needs you just to slow down things of life and to like invest and cultivate relationships now? Because that's what it looks like to be human and to follow Jesus in his humanity. Jesus grew in favor with God and with people. He invested in meaningful relationships. Because in his divinity, he reveals what God's like. And that's a good thing. But in his humanity, he reveals what humans can be like. And isn't that a question that we started asking at some point in time? Who am I? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be like? Jesus reveals that. And we flourish as humans when we continually choose to follow Jesus as a fully growing human. Jesus was a human. He knows what we go through. He knows who we are. He also knows we're in process. God knows we're in process. I need to be reminded of that sometimes. And maybe you do too. Because what I do sometimes, I start beating myself up for all the things that I know I should be doing. And I, all the, oh man, I wish I was this kind of, that. I messed up yesterday. And God knows what we're going through. And he meets us there. Because he's walked with us. And he's patient with us. But he also knows who we can become. That's why the second part of that good news is so important. It reveals what humans can be like. He knows who we can be. And we all need to grow in new ways with God. So what does it look like? How do I do that? Well, I have a phrase that I often use. I've been using this phrase for about 15 years now. Somewhere around 30, I had an epiphany. And it served me well. When I head into conversations, when I get into debates with somebody else that want to debate, I don't like to debate. But when we get in there, I find myself in them. And I use this phrase a lot. I know some things, but I have a lot to learn. Right? Here's what I mean. I'm 44 years old. I had a pretty rough childhood. I'm raising three boys. I've been married for 16 and a half years. I've been a pastor for 17 years. I know some things. But boy, do I have a lot to learn. And not just so I can know more things, but I have a lot to learn about what it looks like to truly live as Jesus, to love like Jesus, to be a better dad and a husband and a pastor. I feel like I'm a pretty good dad and husband and pastor, but my goodness, I don't want to be the same person now, five years from now. And if I don't actually come at this like I'm fully growing, then I will be the same person five years from now. But I don't want to be the same person five years from now. And what I'm doing is I'm continually to challenge myself. I'm reading and praying and being open. And around here, this is what we're committed to. As a local church, we're committed to equipping people. You, me, Brian. Equipping people to become an unstoppable source of God's love that changes our world. We're very explicit about that. We have 10 practices that we say of becoming and what it looks like to actually flourish as human followers of Jesus. And these things are not things that we do for you. 
It's actually things that we do for us, that we do for you. We participate in them, and they are changing my life on a continual basis. So we talk about unique around here. I went full, through a full unique process. It's probably been four years ago or so. And my goodness, that transformed so much about understanding a little more about me and my unique calling. Not just like I'm a pastor. You know all the kinds of the world. Brian's a pastor. Leslie's a pastor. Greg's a pastor. We are radically different at the core. We are. Same beliefs, same mission for the church, but I have certain passions and certain giftings that, like, God has equipped me for. And, man, it's helped me to live on mission in a whole different way, like, on purpose. Not just, like, what am I going to go out to do, do for God, but, like, for me as a dad and some intentional things that I want to be as a father and as a husband from Unique. And it continues to give me a life plan. Like, a, a, I get to live on purpose in a direction. It's been a wonderful thing. Um, I continue to discover more about myself. We done, we did the uh, Enneagram Transformational Workshop uh, last spring here. And, man, I, we dove into the Enneagram. It's been several years ago. But I, I'm telling you, it continues to bring life to me and understanding to me so that I can understand more about me and how God, he and I work together. Like, so I can bring my true self. Everybody wants to be that, right? Nobody wants to mask. They want to be who they're created to be. Not like who I am today. Let's just who I am. Like, I want to be like who God created me to be. And that helps me bring my true self through continual learning in that and reading. And Heather's an Enneagram geek, so she helps me and she's sending me stuff all the time. I love it. And I'm learning better to pay attention to what God's up to because he's always present and at work in my life. And I'm, I'm learning to notice more where, where he's at work and to see the good news in that. And there's so much bad news that I've been believing in my life all these years. And guess what? There's good news to combat that. So it's not about I'm learning new things to do because I know I should do them, but it's different when I'm seeing the good news of the gospel and I get to respond out of that good news. So when I do things, I'm not doing them because I'm supposed to do them. I'm doing them out of response to the good news of Jesus. That changes everything on the way you do things. I love that. Six out of our ten practices of becoming is in what we call our get real groups. That ten-month ten group. That is so transformative. I've seen so much transformation out of people's lives on that. And it continues to transform my life, learning how to notice things and respond to things. It's a wonderful thing. And listen, I shared about Jackson growing. One of the best things that I can do for Jackson is for me to be growing. So as followers of Jesus, we are to go out and to help transform the world. The best way, the only way that we can do that is to be transforming in ourselves. To allow God to transform us. And if we're not allowing God to transform us, we cannot help bring redemption to the world. It has to start with us. It has to. So I'm growing in wisdom and in years and in relationships. And it's not always easy. And I get it wrong plenty. Right, Jackson? Good job. Way to not say amen. So how can you respond to that? Well, I think first you do have to lean in and acknowledge that we have to grow. And that's hard to do sometimes. We have so much information, so many foreign opinions. You got to lean in and go, yep, I think I do need to grow. <laughs> I think I need to follow Jesus in this way of being human. 
Because in his divinity, Jesus reveals what God is like, but in his humanity, he reveals what humans can be like. And we can flourish as humans when we continually choose to follow Jesus as a fully growing human. So first we got to acknowledge, yep, I think I need to do that. And then it really boils down to this question. Do you want to? That's really what a lot of stuff boils down to. Do you want to? Jesus has always given us invitations, continually choosing to say, yep, that's what I want to do. So that might be the big question that you might need to wrestle with this morning is just, do I actually want to grow? So that's up to you. If you do, we have some things that can help with that. So if you're saying, I don't know how to do that, well, guess what? We're going to launch a bunch of stuff this fall, like Unique and some stuff with the Enneagram and some Get Real groups. We're going to have opportunities. So if you don't know what choices I can make, we're going to give you some that are transformational. First, do I want to? And if you want to, we can help you. 100% we can help you. God is the one doing the transformation. We can help get you on a process that will do that. Okay? So let's do this. As we get ready to go. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm not asking you to adopt these words, but I think it'd be good for us together today to own this. We're going to say this together. I know some things, but I have a lot to learn. Okay? So you can just humor me for this. Everybody say, I know some things, but I have a lot to learn. Now, you can even get a little sassy with it if you want. Look at your neighbor and be like, hey, I know some things. Now you say back to him, but you have a lot to learn. <laughs> I know some things, but I have a lot to learn. And do I want to choose to follow in that way? Because the good news is in his divinity, Jesus reveals what God is like. For so long, they didn't know what God looked like. So much confusion of who is God. Jesus says, this is what he looks like. But in his humanity, he reveals what humans can be like who we can be, and we flourish as humans when we continually choose to follow Jesus as a fully growing human. So let's do that, okay? You guys are dismissed. Have a great week.